Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We all can't help but wonder what adventures lie just over the next ridge. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there. If you're taking on your adventure in a 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is always your updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Along with Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are all built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Nissan's SUVs have the capabilities to take you where you want to go. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The MX Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. I'm Will Lucas, and this is Black Tech Green Money. Sierra Imani May is the founder and CEO at Rebundle, which is the first U.S. plant-based hair braiding company. One in three women experience scalp irritation from plastic synthetic hair. With Rebundle, an alternative finally exists. One best practice in starting a company is to pick a problem that exists for you, find a solution, and solve that same problem for other people who may experience that same issue. I wonder if this was how Sierra got on her entrepreneurial track. So, like... Most other black women, I've been wearing braids most of my life. And one particular summer while I was working my first first job post-grad, wearing braids back to back, I was having um, really bad uh, reactions and scalp irritation from plastic synthetic hair and just had time on my hands to sort of look into it and was inspired to develop some hair extensions that would work for me in terms of comfort and safety as well as like a lot not as harmful on the environment as the plastic was having is this something that you knew you always wanted to start a business or you saw hey i got an issue here and i don't see a product in the marketplace so let me figure it out uh i always knew that i was entrepreneurial although i didn't know what that word meant i didn't know entrepreneurship was a career until i went to college and so i studied 
business management and got a minor in entrepreneurship. And then I went to USC and got a master's in social entrepreneurship. So I definitely knew I wanted to start a business one day, but I couldn't have predicted that it would be this business, uh, but like the hardest business to start as a first time founder, so many uncertainties. There's, there's so much unknown about this space and the innovation that was needed in this industry was not going to be cheap. And so I just kind of jumped in full force from there. I mean, as somebody who's done like a lot of construction, I've heard the term PVC often. And what you, what I've read about you is you've, you've discovered like a lot of hair braiding, you know, uh, products that are on the market have PVC in it. And so talk about mm -hmm. like, you know, what's in the market today and why those things are issues for us. So from what I understand and what I've been able to find in my research, the majority let's say nine times out of 10, your hair extensions, your plastic hair extensions are going to be made out of PVC. There are some brands that use PET, but for, for the most part, it's PVC. And I just couldn't believe, based on what I was learning about the way PVC was used in other applications, that it was okay to use it in uh, a product that sits on our scalps. I was just kind of blown away that not enough people were either aware or calling attention to the potential risks that we were assuming as consumers wearing these products on, on our scalps. The other half of the market is going to be human hair, um, which are also coated in certain chemicals. The, the story behind human hair is like, it's a lot more uh, secretive because of where it's being sourced, how it's being sourced, the practices. Um, how it gets this way to the state. So, you know, some people have uh, an aversion to wearing another human being's hair on, on their head. Um, and so I just recognized that there were these two opposite ends of the spectrum in the hair extension industry that both had sort of nasty histories. And I wanted to know, was there, was there a lane for something completely different that wasn't made out of neither plastic or human hair? Yeah, so so often we think of you know our scalp itching or irritation as just a byproduct of having natural hair. But you're like, yeah, just what you're just saying is like this is not normal. Yeah, this is not normal. Yeah. <laughs> so talk yeah. more about that. I knew it wasn't normal, and I knew that most people, probably in their in their gut, knew like this wasn't normal. But it was sort of like an expectation that if I get braids, and it's just something that you have to do. It almost like the beauty is pain yeah, phrase yeah. that has been debunked in other areas, but it was, it's sort of an expectation. Like if I get these braids, I know my scalp's going to be irritated and I'm going to be patting. I know I'm going to be like oiling it down, doing an apple cider vinegar rinse, just doing the whole nine. And I wasn't willing to do any of that one. And I was also just really curious. Like I wanted to know more of the why than to, uh, how am I going to like continue to wear my braids and and go the extra mile to do that. Like I wasn't down to do that. I wanted to know what's the reason that my scalp is itching and what can I do about it so that it doesn't happen again ever again for anyone. Yeah, I was looking at, I was doing, doing research for this conversation. I was looking at some other studies that was done around products that are in your um, category, not your products, but products in your category. And so many synthetic um, chemicals are using these things that in many cases are banned in other countries, right? And so things that we allow for whatever reasons in, in the United States to, to be sold and to be put into people's hair. And one of the things that I'm really interested in is, is what is it about products that are that are not plant based that we may not even be aware are damaging? 
like what are they doing to like what are the products doing to us and our skin because I, I was I mean, before you answer I was talking to my dermatologist several years ago and, and she said this statement that stuck with me ever since like our skin is our largest organ you know a lot of people don't think of it that way but the things that you put on it ultimately get in it and so we think of, exactly like we think of you know in our nose or in our mouth or etc like these are gateways but your skin is a gateway also and that's what sort of like that's what scared me once so i all these years ago this was in 20 started working on this in 2019 i think i ordered this report in 2020 i sent two um two brands of plastic hair to a lab i was living in north carolina at the time i sent it to a lab in north carolina for them to tell me like you know what is the what is the makeup of these materials and the results scared me because it got me thinking about if i'm having a topical reaction, itchiness, redness, bumps. That is one my body's, my immune system warning me yeah. that something is wrong. But I was terrified about what my body wasn't telling me right in that moment about what was possibly being absorbed from my skin into my body, how it's impacting my organs, how it's impacting my, my immune system overall and what sort of connections that the chemicals found in these products have to certain cancers and illnesses like breast cancer. Um, and so that, that just became like really eye-opening to me that not only could I not allow myself to continue to wear these products, but I have to warn other people that there are questions that need to be answered um, in the same way that studies have been done about permanent hair dyes, about relaxers. The one about relaxers, I think, has been done a couple of times, but it just got it gained a lot of traction this last go around like a couple months ago. And so that same level of discovery and research needs to be done with plastic hair extensions so that we can know definitively if I'm going to if I'm going to continue to use these products, at least I can make an informed decision about the risks that I'm assuming as a as a consumer. Yeah, and so just personally, I've been going through this um, this awakening of the things that I eat. Right. And so moving closer and closer towards vegetarian vegetarianism, maybe not vegan, you know, it's, it's really, really hard to do that. But vegan is a huge step. Yeah, it's a huge, <laughs> humongous step, but making just more conscious decisions about the things that I put in my body. And so, so many people around me are having this same awakening. And so I want what, like, what does Sierra think about when she thinks about the, why, our government allows certain products to be sold to us when so many other countries don't allow these things to be sold. Like I think about, um, I was reading this story a couple of days ago. It's like, there's certain things that we do to our flour and et cetera, that gives us gluten reactions. Like in other countries, like they don't have these issues, but there are certain ways we process things that they have to process differently in other countries because they don't allow that. Like, but like, what do you think about when you think about why do they allow this stuff to happen to us? Yeah, I think there's a level of, disappointment, but also not surprised because when you think about the priorities of our government and the people who make decisions about our everyday lives, it's not always with the best intentions. Sometimes it's very performative and then other, other times it is, um, uh, you know, racism attached to everything. I, mean, I feel like the list could go on and on yeah. as to why this country does things financial in a interests. more lackluster. Yeah. yeah, financial interests. People are lobbying against certain things. Who can really say? <laughs> but um, I think there's a level of um, detachment that the government sometimes exhibits when it comes to products. I'll say products specifically because go on and on about all the other other layers. But with products, 
if it is not the first thing on the docket, then I don't know if it will ever become that, like ever reach that level of importance because it's not, it's just not important. And with a product like hair extensions, where it's not used by um, the majority of people in this country, it's used by a certain percentage of people in this country, black people, I don't see a world in which um, it rises to the ranks from a governmental level to really become a priority. And maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that will happen one day. But I think when I recognize that, you know, there's enough research and enough data to suggest how PVC and other chemicals found in those products are damaging to the human body, I wasn't going to go lobby at, yeah. at the White House. I'm like, I'm just going to make something else. Are you all about the NBA action? You've got to try Pick 6, the newest fantasy app from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Right now, new customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Getting started is simple. Just download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up with code TBE. Pick at least two players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Like, will they score more or less than 30 points or have more or less than eight assists? Lock them in and compete against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now and get started with code TBE. New customers can earn a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 in Pick 6 credits when you deposit $5 or more. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with code TBE. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit to receive a match of up to $100 in Pick 6 credits. Non-withdrawable and valid for Pick 6 use only. Expire after 180 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Nissan has a car for everyone, and that means every driver who wants more. Whatever your more is, more freedom, more head-turning style, more exhilaration, Nissan has it. Get more exhilaration behind the wheel of the Nissan Z, the sports car built to deliver the most thrilling drive ever. Make more moves with the Nissan Rogue that can switch between power and fuel efficiency at the press of a pedal. If you're craving more adventures with your crew, try the Nissan Pathfinder, the vehicle with muscle to help you handle the journey. Want more of a rush with your drive? Zip around in the agile and stylish Nissan Sentra. And for the drive that's positively more electric, the Nissan Aria has the perfect combination of raw power and refined luxury. When you want more of what makes driving exciting, from sports cars and sedans to EVs, pickups, and crossovers, you can rely on Nissan because more is all we do. Get the endless excitement and more you've been looking for. Check out Nissan's amazing lineup. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. 2023 EPA fuel economy estimates. 30 city MPG, 37 highway MPG, 33 combined MPG for Rogue S and SV front wheel drive. 28 city MPG, 35 highway MPG, 31 combined MPG for Rogue S and SV all wheel drive. 29 city MPG, 36 highway MPG, 32 combined MPG for Rogue SL and platinum front wheel drive. 28 city MPG, 34 highway MPG. 31 combined MPG for Rogue SL and Platinum all-wheel drive. Actual mileage may vary with driving conditions. Use for comparison only. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. My choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. When you, we've talked about, you know, the, the harmful impacts these things can have on our body and our personal selves. Can you talk a little bit about the environmental impacts of the positive environmental impacts your your products would have versus products that may be on the market today? Yeah, the, the key difference is our products are made of biodegradable ingredients and they'll break down in the right environment. Whereas I'll talk about the plastic specifically. Those products are not biodegradable, which means after they're worn, one time, because those products are also cheap in single-use plastics, they end up in the trash, which ultimately ends up in landfills, and they are living there to this day. Yeah. So um, it was important for me as um, an entrepreneur and a, and a creator in this space that I didn't contribute to that um, waste in the same way. I needed something that would either be fully recyclable or I needed something that was going to be biodegradable. And, and so that was, those are sort of my parameters on the environmental impact that I needed to stay within. Yeah. Let's talk about the, the natural technology of, of your product. You know, I've, I've read a little bit about, you know, there's like banana fibers. Like, like talk about what's, what your products are made of. And, um, and then I want to talk a little bit about the challenges in, in getting those things to market. So the core ingredient is banana fiber. It's extracted from the stem of the tree which uh, bananas is, is like the number top three crops in the world yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of production and consumption. So there's there's no shortage of this material, which was uh, an important piece of the puzzle. The other thing is the stems are, um, it, this was so fun for me to learn when I was doing this research, but the way bananas grow, they, they talk about them like families, it's like the mom, the grandma, the baby, and these these trees only one of them bear fruit bears fruit at a time so mm. once 
one is done bearing fruit, the farmers have to cut down the stem of, let's say, the grandmother, because she's done, for the mom to be able to uh, produce wow. fruit. And so those the, that stem goes to either waste by rot or it's mulched um, and goes back into to feed the, um, the soil. So there was an unused um, value in the stems to give it a second life, really give it a first life, but yeah. Yeah, give it some purpose and, and give uh, byproducts, value. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was, um, I just thought that was so cool and super interesting and, and further feeds into my idea of what circularity can look like in the most unusual circumstances. 100%. And so when you think about the, the challenges that you've had to go through in order to get these things to market, I think about what are some of the challenges you've had to overcome? And, you know, let's talk about those. Well, in the, in the beginning, when I was researching where and how hair extensions were made, I mean, there were no plants or factories in the States. So I couldn't just walk in and say, how do y'all do this? Show yeah. me how. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a challenge. This was also during the pandemic. This was like, oh, wow. I quit my job. Um, I think my last day was February 25th, 2020. Wow. Wow. <laughs> the pandemic started like March 3rd. So... It was crazy times for sure. So I also couldn't just hop on a plane and go like just pop up places that <laughs> I might have been more willing to do pre-pandemic. Yeah. yeah. So I spent a lot of time in my townhouse just on WhatsApp, connecting with people on the internet, trying to understand like where are these where are hair extensions made, how are they made, how can I do it, what do I need, who do I need, and um, it was very 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 hard. I it's kind of funny to think about now because those aren't the things that keep me up at night anymore but there were many sleepless nights and and stress trying to just get this thing up and running so today we make all our products uh out of st louis missouri i'm from kansas city but we're based in st louis and we have a um a manufacturing site with uh seven employees who make hair day in and day out or at least a part of the production by management um, which is, was not, you know, not heard of before yeah. I started this here, but it was important to me to have oversight and, um, influence over how these products were made. And so I wanted to do it like literally close to home. Oh, I love that. Um, so many black hair care and black wellness product stories, uh, startup stories, black people specifically trying to solve black wellness and black hair care issues. Um, have a challenge raising capital. How did you overcome those challenges to find some success? Storytelling is always uh, the key and where you start. And I also raised, um, I can't remember anymore, but between 150 and 200,000 something dollars in non-dilutive capital. And I launched with that. I used a little bit of, um, well, I spread that money out as far as I could is, is yeah, what I should yeah. say. Yeah. That's what we to do. Get, <laughs> to get to market, to, yeah, yeah, <laughs> to have a proof of concept, to prove that one, this was a product that people were interested in. Cause I hadn't, I really had no data to support how, whether or not people would be interested in plant-based hair extensions. Um, and so after launching and seeing the reception and the excitement from, from our people and, and people who didn't look like us, people who don't wear hair extensions, but they were just, you know, excited about what we were doing. Then I decided to raise because I understood uh, just how powerful what we were doing was and how important it was. And that if I, you know, what's the saying? If I wanted to 
go go fast. Oh, yeah. like I, I need to go help. fast, go alone. Yeah. If you want to go far, go together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 100%. <laughs> yeah. And so that was kind of like, you know, and it took a lot of coaching for me to understand uh, what my options were and what was best for me and the company. But ultimately, I knew that I had something special and I wanted to share with as many people as possible. Um, and so I would need, I would need help to do that. Yeah. You know, I didn't hear much about how you started out of the MVP. Like when you talk about a minimum viable product before you go to investors and you got this, you know, idea, did you just pitch an idea or did you come, you've already sold some things in the market? Like how did you get those first prototypes or beta, you know, pro products that you could sell or show somebody so that they can see what you've come up with? Um, so most of 2020, I was just pitching the idea, refining, um, the business model, the, what the, what the solution looked like. I was very clear on what the problem was, but that the ultimate solution of what break better is today, I didn't have all those details early on. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I wasn't comfortable raising venture capital at that stage. I also didn't know a lot about it. If I'm being honest, I had gone through two, two, uh, collegiate programs about entrepreneurship, but I still didn't feel like I had a firm understanding of what it's like to put a pitch deck together and yeah. go raise $6 million from VCs with just an idea. Like that was foreign to me. Um, and so I, I stuck to what I knew, which was applying for grants. I put myself through undergrad on grants and most of grad school on, on grants. So I knew how to do that. And yeah. so that's, that's what I did. I applied for pitch competitions. Um, There's tons of grants circulating at the time because of George Floyd and other racial justice issues. Um, and I just, it was a moment. Know, it was, it was, I, I applied for everything that we were eligible for, racked up uh, a nice chunk of change. And I, like I said, I spread it out as far as I could to get to that MVP. And then it was worth me, you know, entertaining these calls and something else that is super interesting for, for our pre-seed round, most of my, uh, most of that investor interest was inbound. So I also didn't have a good understanding of what it was like to go out and pitch, um, with this idea, they were coming to me saying, Hey, what you doing? It's super interesting. I love to learn more. And so it kind of gave me uh, an opportunity to, to choose who I want to talk to and who I didn't. Um, it also gave me space to like get better and, and learn how to like, um, hold my own in these spaces that I really wasn't that familiar with. And so, and so if I'm hearing you correctly and clarify, if I'm, if I'm misunderstanding, but it, it sounds like to me before that MVP, you were just focused on understanding the problem at its root and then letting the, the solution evolve over time. Is that correct? I would say so, yeah. I let the solution come to fruition. I let my, um, my story speak for itself and build community around what I knew the problem to be or what I thought the problem was amongst other black women who wore braids. And I led with that. I needed a product that worked for me at the, at, at the very beginning, that's what I was focused on. I need something that I can wear. So yeah. I launched something that I could wear. And then I told other people, you can wear it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's talk about that. So, I'm, I'm, so you, ha you have this problem that you've identified, you know, irritation of the skin because of these chemicals that you're recognizing are being put in or placed on the products that are on the market, particularly the plastic um, hair extensions that are on the market. And then you start to go down this rabbit hole of what else is out there. Tell, tell me about how, when you, when you decided to ask yourself that question, or when you asked yourself that question, how did it get from that question of what else is out there 
to bananas potentially being a solution or part of the solution? What, what, what started to be revealed to you? So I started my search with, if not plastic, then what? Mm -hmm. And so I looked in other spaces to find out what other type of materials were being used to replace plastics and other applications in kitchens and homes and beauty. And so I just was reading up, reading up on literature that gave, uh, gave me an idea of what type of natural materials even exist. And I ordered whatever I could find on the internet so I could feel it and smell it and see it and, and get an idea of whether or not it was um, enough like hair or could I, could I, or could I find somebody who could help me make it hair like, and there are, you know, pockets of, uh, of research online that says, yeah, this, this is a good, you know, it's good in this application. It could be good in other applications. And I really just wanted to see it for myself. And so I just tried a bunch of different stuff. We all can't help but wonder what awaits us around the next corner. What new roads are left to be discovered? What adventures lie just over the next ridge? Push beyond your current limits and find out. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there. Where the road leads you and even where the off-road makes a way to. If you're taking on your adventure in a 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is always your updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Whether the adventure is about the destination the journey itself, or both. Your SUV will match your tenacity mile after mile. And no matter how far you wander, you'll remain tethered to home without the need to connect to your phone. Along with Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Every one of Nissan's SUVs have the capabilities to take you where you want to go. The world is waiting to be discovered. What are you waiting for? Learn more at Nissan US. USA.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at BP.com slash investing in America. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh. 
You got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus. Hmm. How's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. My choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. You initially um, had to be sold to raise money. And you, you touched on this a little bit ago. Like you were initially like, nah, I'm, I'm good. And, you know, you didn't really feel like it was at least at the begin- the onset, the lane for you. Um, and you told Afrotech previously that, you know, one of your would be investors was like, these are the, all the reasons you should raise money. And they gave you a list of things. Right. <laughs> and, you know, as and you, I think you went on to say, as I was listening to all my ambitions and that helped me realize that I can disrupt an, enemy, an industry with limited capital, I don't think I can. I considered exactly what that was, what I was doing, and that capital could take me a lot further. What were some of those things that you realized that you couldn't do if you didn't raise money? Okay, I'm going to answer that two ways. One was like in the moment, the pain points I was experiencing and in the long term vision. Yeah. One, I couldn't hire anybody, so <laughs> I was making most of the hair. <laughs> and so I couldn't, like, I literally couldn't do fundraising calls, podcasts, press, make product, ship product. Like, yeah, yeah. I just didn't, I didn't have that foresight in the beginning because I just wanted to make hair for myself. I just wanted to see, you know, what, what could this be? And I, I just wasn't focused on, like, the scale in the early days. So that was, like, baseline, like... <laughs> It was Matt who um, Matt Conwell who told me this. He said, "You can't um, work in and on your business at the same time." Yeah. And I, it might as well have been a mic drop moment. I was like, yeah. "Oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah, I sh- can't do that." Shout out to Mac. Yeah. <laughs> so that was one. And the other thing was, um, I could very clearly see that with the the interest that was growing, that we had something, and that people were gonna pay us good money to eliminate this problem for them. So how was I going to get to, how was I going to get to all these people all over the country and all over the world that were coming at me asking for a product? Um, I could not do it alone. I couldn't do it with the limited capital that I had. And I couldn't, I couldn't make a high quality product without money under my belt either. I, I needed that. Um, not just for like the formulation itself, but the production, the operation. Like I just, 
I wasn't focused on those things really early on because I just wanted to prove that it could be done. And I proved that. And then I went out and got some more money. So I think about, you know, when, when I've talked to so many entrepreneurs like yourself who knew they kind of wanted to be an entrepreneur, had an idea that they wanted to work for themselves, maybe didn't really get have an understanding or definition or of, of the vocabulary of entrepreneurship in their in their vocabulary, but knew they wanted to work for themselves, um, but was on a different path. And what we don't always see as obvious is the lifestyle of an entrepreneur It's long days. It can be long days. It can be very stressful. And I've read where you talked about, you know, all founders struggle with some mental health challenges. And I'm interested in how you manage stress in your life, being somebody who was on a particular path, you know, the entrepreneurship evolved in your life. And, you know, it could be consuming. You talked about having to do all the things and having to pitch to investors while also making, while also trying to do the podcast and et cetera. It's a lot of work and it can be, you know, like you're carrying the weight of the world so often, especially when you're working now with somebody else's money too. So how do you manage the stresses of entrepreneurship in your life? It's definitely, it definitely has evolved. Um, in, uh, in 2021, I had a nervous breakdown, like post launch and I have been, I've been seeing a therapist since I quit my job in 2020. So I immediately jumped into therapy. I've been thinking about it and then I quit my job and then something else happened that I won't go into. And I was like, I'm about to try therapy. Yeah. So I was seeing a therapist. I had, I had that tool in my, uh, my toolbox. Then I had a nervous breakdown in 2021. And so I just sort of had this realization that I couldn't be my best self at work if I wasn't my best self up here. And um, I had to reprioritize what rebundle meant to me and, and um, how I would be an entrepreneur and a, a person yeah. with a life um, outside of my company. So um, I've employed a few different techniques, many, many that have to do with like how much work I allow myself to do in a given time frame, how much space I create what boundaries I set between me and my company, what my support system looks like, what good support and bad support looks like, um, what sacrifices I am and I'm not willing to make, and just being like real with myself about how much I can handle and listening to my body. And so it's definitely evolved because there was a period where I wasn't listening to my body and then my body was like, yeah, no, we're gonna stop here. And yeah. if I wanted to you know, continue on my journey, I had to respect what, um, my body needed from me which was sanity yeah how, how do you protect that how do you put boundaries around that when you know the culture of startup culture the startup lifestyle is go 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 well i try not to put too much pressure on my team i try to respect the boundaries that that they set which in turn means that you know if i need something done from somebody at 10 p.m and they can't get it to me, then I probably shouldn't be working on it either. <laughs> so that's one thing. I take advantage of scheduling emails and messages um, at later times. I um, I spend time with my friends and my family. I travel. Uh, I'm kind of doing an unconventional living situation right now, but I'm about tired of that. So I'm about to, you know, move to New York and take myself seriously. So, you know, it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. different, different thing. You, you, there's always a season and there will be periods where we do have to go, go, go. This is a go, go, go period for me and my team. And I told them that yesterday, I said, we'll probably work harder. We have this, this quarter than we ever have. Um, 
And at least I'm upfront about that and can think about, you know, how we prioritize mental health while also while they help me make my dream a reality. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so speaking of your team, you know, when you were building your team, specifically the key people on your team, the people who are, you know, those other leaders like uh, closer to yourself, when you were interviewing them and when you're identifying people to fill these key roles, what are some of the most important questions you felt they needed to answer correctly in those interviews? I learned early on that people having an affinity towards startup environments or experience working in them is like table stakes. Like it, more often than not, it doesn't work out with people who are looking for a certain level of structure and progression in some ways and like in their career, like how quickly they get promotions, bonuses, et cetera. Um, and just knowing how to be flexible and nimble, like, that's something I always have to look for. And you can ask it in in a few ways, but you also can just glean from the way they answer certain questions about like how quickly they'll respond to something, how cool they are, how chill they are, how um, how organized they are. I don't know. It's just a, it's a feeling. So, mm. Sometimes, and I didn't get this a lot early on, like I've gotten a lot better at it is what I should say. Um, it really has to do with a feeling oftentimes of whether or not someone is a good fit. If I like like them, if I like their energy, they have the skills. Like skill is obviously very important, table stakes as well, but do they have the will? Are they hungry themselves? Are they, like what gets them excited? Um, how like independent, how much of an independent thinker are they? How willing are they gonna be to like just figure stuff out? Cause that's usually what we're all doing anyways. So yeah, that, I, don't, I can't think of any specific questions, but it has a lot to do with the feeling. I'm definitely reading your resume to see what other type of environments you've been in. And I'm listening to the way you answer questions, not necessarily yeah. like whether or not you answer with, you know, a very, the, the answer that may have been a right one, but like, what was your process to get into that? Are you, do I feel like you are not the right fit because you are going to be too rigid? Are you going to be pressing me because you don't have enough time or enough resources, like, which are all very real things, but are you going to press me about it? Cause, um, you know, I'm feeling it too. hundred <laughs> percent, you know, and I want to talk a little bit more, um, about sustainability and, you know, it's, it's a big topic in our social discourse these days and particularly to what you're doing for, you know, our community with, you know, making products that are healthier for us. And you, and there was another quote I read where you, you were in a different interview and you said, you know, there would be no demand without us. And part of the reason that so many of the companies, um, many using international resourced um, products and ingredients, they don't necessarily always have our best interest at heart. And you said, why, do, why don't we have any ownership and why is there not an experience created around us in our products? And so in your mind, what is the importance of black entrepreneurs, black founders like yourself, black developers of solutions that are better for us to why is it important for them to scale? So many I know so many black women and black men who are building healthcare products, health and wellness products, whether it be from shea butters to colognes and et cetera, and they're doing it better there's not as many chemicals or no chemicals at all. What is the importance for them? If you were to stand in front of a room of them and you were to say, it's important for you to get out of just your kitchen doing this, but it's important for you to grow a business around this. What would you say to them? 
Well, I guess my first question would be, is that what they want? Do they want to grow uh, highly scalable, a, a, a fast growth company, or do they want a lifestyle business? Because honestly, there's nothing wrong with one or the other. It's really about who's running it and what is their vision for what they want to build. Because if I'm being honest, I was sort of on the other end of the spectrum. I didn't really know how big what we were doing could be. I didn't have the foresight to like lay down those foundational steps first and then, you know, become a high growth venture. So if that's what you want, if that's what the entrepreneur wants, then I think we owe it to ourselves and our community to try and put our all behind it to like make it as big as we can because if there are products on the market that you are not willing to wear yourself like you wouldn't wear it yourself but you have made something that you know is better for you and could be better for you know the person next to you we should we should be supporting each other in that way like we we should want better for ourselves and our community from whether it's health or environmental standpoint Black Tech Green Money is a production of Blavity Afrotech on the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartMedia. It's produced by Morgan DeBond and me, Will Lucas, with additional production support by Sarah Ergen and Rose McLucas. Special thank you to Micah Davis and Vanessa Serrano. Learn more about my guests and other tech disruptors and innovators at afrotech.com. Enjoying Black Tech Green Money? Share this with somebody. Go get your money. Peace and love. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We all can't help but wonder what adventures lie just over the next ridge. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there. If you're taking on your adventure in a 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is always updating Assistant that can be called on for almost anything. Along with Assistant, Google Maps and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Nissan SUVs have the capabilities to take you where you want to go. Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. This is where projects come to life. 
Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. Find great brands like Thermador at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com build. This is the lunch rush at your local deli. Orders are flying in online, on the phone, and in person. Order for Nick. So is it possible that fast internet could help your business outrun the rush? It is with Comcast Business. Powering your connected devices with gig speed Wi-Fi and fast downloads and uploads. With Comcast Business, next level speed isn't just possible, it's happening. Comcast Business. Powering possibilities. Requires gigabit internet and compatible router. Actual speeds vary.